Amen. I want to tell the ladies thanks for the lunch they prepared for us. Again, one more reminder. Say it every week. Be sure and think about who you can invite to join you every single week. We'd like to see our men's lunch grow and, and continue to grow. And so be sure and be thinking about who you can invite with you next Thursday. Uh, we're going to get back started in our men's lunch. Uh, we just finished a five or six week study looking at the biblical man and prayer. We really didn't know how long it was going to take, but we, we looked at uh, what does the Bible said about a man and his prayer life. And for most of that, we uh, looked at Jesus' teaching on prayer in Matthew chapter 6. And the, bulk, the bulk of those lessons came from that. And from that, Jesus himself shows us and has shown us some great truths about prayer. And if you think about that and remember as we went through those weeks, uh, we learned and we saw that our goal in life, and so therefore our goal in our prayer life is to honor God. And that's what we, we pulled out from the very start of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, our goal in life, the reason we live, uh, the reason He created us is to honor God, to glorify God. And so therefore, our goal in our prayer life is also to honor God. Uh, we learned and we saw that the best thing that could happen, and so therefore the, the way that we pray is that God's will would be done. And that's what we need in our homes. That's what we need in our church. That's what you need in your life is for God's will to be done. And sometimes we think, you know what, I have a better idea or I have a better plan. The best thing that could happen would be for God's will to be done. So knowing that, that is how we pray. Then we also learned and we saw that God provides all things. And that's, that's really an issue of trust. He provides all things. He is in control. And he, he has our provision even in our daily things. And the verse shows us that really nothing is too small uh, that we do not look for him to him for our uh, for our provision, and so we see you know what God provides our our needs, and so we we turn to him, we really worship him as we acknowledge he is our provider. Uh, we learned and we saw that we have been forgiven, and that we follow a savior of forgiveness, and so we pray for the power to forgive and then we saw that week how our prayer life is really tied to and really is impacted by our practicing forgiveness. And man, we looked at that. You know what? We've been forgiven of a bunch and it came at a tremendous cost of, of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. And so we pray for the power to forgive. Uh, and as we do that, that impacts our life. That impacts uh, really all aspects of our life. And so that's reflected also in our prayer life. Uh, last week we saw and we learned uh, how God uh, guides us and how we need Him to guide us away from situations where we're tempted to compromise and, and how big that is. Uh, sometimes in, in just ignorance, sometimes in, in just uh, an act of rebellion, we put ourselves in positions uh, where we're tempted to compromise. Well, we ask Him, lead me not into temptation. Uh, lead me away from places where I'd be tempted to compromise. And not only that, uh, to deliver us from evil, the evil in our own hearts, the evil in the world around us, the evil uh, one, Satan himself, that would come to devour you, uh, lead us away from evil. And, and so Jesus shows us all of these great truths about prayer. Uh, from that, we see that Jesus prays. Uh, Jesus, the Bible, calls us to pray, and then how awesome it was for those weeks that Jesus instructs us in prayer. Now think about that for just a second. Tremendous stuff. Jesus himself teaches it. Uh, we're to be a praying people and he tells us this is the right way to pray. All of that stuff 
And I really was going to end it there last week, but I came up with one more question. And that question is this. Jesus prays. He instructs us to pray. The Bible commands us to be people of prayer. And then I come back to this question. So why aren't we really committed to prayer? Now think about that for just a second. Um, I, was, I was sitting there wondering, you know what? We know these things. Uh, we've taught these things. We've heard these things. Uh, and as Christians, man, we're big to talk about it. We're big to say it. And sometimes we make a big run and we become, you know what? I'm going to be committed to prayer and I'm going to spend this time in prayer. But, but it seems that it falls off. The question is, so why aren't we really, truly committed to prayer? As I thought about that, I was thinking, you know, when I really get serious about prayer, and maybe you're the same way, you know, when I really get serious about prayer, it is when I am out of all the answers. And that's, that's really when I get serious about prayer, when I can't do anything to help. Whatever that situation is, uh, it's a terrible diagnosis. And you know what? I can't do anything about it. It's a terrible thing that's going on in my life, and I can't do anything about it. When I have no other answers, all of a sudden I get very confident in prayer. You know what? I'll ask God, and, and, and he'll answer those prayers. When I have no other answers, I get serious about prayer. Well, here's the truth as we wrap this up. You know what? In all situations, we have no other answers. You know what? In all situations, we have to be confident in prayer. And that's, that's just the truth of it. You know, God is our answer. Prayer is powerful. God hears and he answers our prayers. And we need to have confidence in prayer. And I thought, you know what? That's how we ought to conclude this section. We've learned about prayer. We've heard some truths about prayer. We need to be encouraged that as men, we can be confident in prayer. We ought to be confident in prayer. I'm going to look at a couple of verses here, and I'm going to pull two things out of these, these set of verses. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Let me, let me read that whole thing together, and then we'll come back and break it up. It says this. Jesus is, is still preaching. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, would give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he'll not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? Again, we need to be confident in prayer. Let me show you two parts of this. Again, let's look at it verse by verse. Verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. Now, the first thing to notice here in verse 7 is the verb tense for each of these verbs is actually in a continual tense. And so what it really means here is that we're to ask, and we're to keep on asking. We're to seek, but we're also to keep on seeking. We're to knock. But we're also to keep on knocking. Jesus is saying here in verse 7 that we're to pray, that we're to commit to, to prayer, that we're to be steadfast in prayer, and that we're to persevere in prayer. That's what verse 7 is saying. You know what? Commit to be a person of prayer. Persevere in prayer. Be steadfast in prayer. Then look at verse 8. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks 
finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. I want to read that again. Listen to it again. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. The first thing we need to see from our section of verses is this. Jesus is showing us we can be confident in prayer. That's what Jesus is saying. That's what he's making clear here. We can be confident in prayer. We're to ask, verse 7, because the one that asks receives an answer, verse 8. We're to seek, and we're to keep on seeking, verse 7, because verse 8 says, if you seek, you're going to find. You're to knock, and you're to keep on knocking, verse 7, because verse 8 says, the one that knocks to him, it is open. Jesus is saying in these two verses, listen to me, you can be confident in prayer. We can be confident in prayer. That's what Jesus shows us that. Now, let me just say, if we really believe that, if we really were confident in prayer, we would be a people committed to prayer. I, I truly do believe that. So the first thing Jesus shows us, we can be confident in prayer. Now, the question there is then, why? Why? You know what? Buddhists pray. You know what? People that are, that are Muslims, Islam, they pray. They spend a lot of time dedicated to prayer. Why, as followers of Jesus Christ, can we be confident in prayer? And I'm going to tell you why we can and they can't, and that is this. Look at verse 9. Or what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, this kid wants a loaf of bread, would give him a stone? Now see the picture Jesus is painting. Here comes this guy's kid, and he comes up and says, Dad, I'd like to have a loaf of bread. And the dad says, no, you take this big chunk of stone. Verse 9. Verse 10. Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? Same thing. The kid comes up and says, I'm, I'm hungry, and I'd like a piece of fish. And he says, no, I'm going to give you a snake. That is the example that Jesus is using here. Think about the profoundness of that, of that example. I understand that example. I can remember the first day I saw each of my kids. I can remember being there, and, and, and my wife had to have a C-section for all three of those kids, and it was, a, it was a goofy process and a crazy deal. But I can remember, uh, because of that, the first person they hand that kid to was me. And I can remember each of my kids the first time I saw my kids. And I, I remember how much I instantly loved my kids. Uh, I know since that day, as I, as I watch them grow and as I see them play and as I see them living in my house, uh, my love for my kids grows. And on that day, I can't imagine that I'm going to love that kid anymore. But as I see my kids grow, my, my love for my kids uh, has grown. And I'll just tell you, if my kid, any of them, my my. Uh, two sons and my daughter, if any of them approached me and they had a real need, uh, they always want a horse and they want four-wheelers all the time, but if, if they actually came and said, Dad, you know what? I'm in pain and I need you to remove this pain. If they came and said, Dad, I, I'm hungry and it's been a while since I've eaten and I, and I need something to eat. If my, if my kid came and said, you know, there's this situation and I don't know how to resolve this situation and I've gotten myself in this, this terrible situation. If my kids came and they were in need, let me tell you something. There's not a dadgum thing their dad wouldn't do to fix that need. That's the example. That's the example. Look at verse 11. 
If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? Verse 11 says this. You know what? If, if you're like that, if, if you would do that, and yet you're selfish. I'm a selfish person. If, if you do that and you're a sinful person, if, if you do that and you're a prideful person, if, if you would do that and you know what? Your instinct is always to serve yourself. Yeah, if you would do that, what would your perfect heavenly father not do? And that brings us to the second point. You know what? You can have confidence in prayer because you can be confident in God. You see that? You can be confident in prayer. Our prayers are heard and they're, they're answered and our, our prayers carry an impact. You can have confidence in prayer because you can have confidence in God. What wouldn't he do for his children? I was thinking about this song. And when I think that God, his son not sparing. Think about that. When I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. That's what the Father would do. That's what the Father did. Sent his only begotten Son to die my price, to purchase me back. And I'm going to tell you, after that, when I see that, when I hear about that, I understand today I can have confidence in prayer because I have confidence in God. If he would do that, what wouldn't he do? Let me tell you something. If we would start to understand that as men, you know what? Prayer is not some superstition. It's not something I'm going to leave to my wife or my granny somewhere, but this is something I'm going to endeavor to do because I have confidence in prayer because Jesus says if I ask, he's going to answer. If I seek, I'm going to find if I would have the confidence of knowing, you know what, that's based upon my living God, my Father. You know what, we would be committed to prayer. My prayer is that we would understand that today. You know what, we can have confidence in prayer. Glad you're here today. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. I'll lead us in a word of prayer. We'll be dismissed. Let's pray. During Father, we come and we're thankful for you. And we're thankful that you are faithful, that you are trustworthy. I'm thankful that, that in, a, in a goofy way, I understand what I would do for my kids, but I understand that pales what a perfect father would do for us. And I pray that as we've heard this, as we've studied your teaching on prayers, we understand that we're to honor you, and that's why we live, that we're to seek your will, and that's what we want for our life, that we have to forgive each other, that, that we want to live holy and pure lives, and that we would ask that you'd steer us away from temptation, as we would understand that you hear and you answer those prayers. I pray that we would have a renewed confidence in prayer because of you, because of your character, because of your nature, because of your love. And I pray that we would truly not have come and heard and left, but we would truly become men of prayer. I pray for each man represented here. Bless him, teach him, train him. I, I pray for the families that we come from, whatever that looks like. Let us lead in those families. You've called us to do that. I, I pray as you've, you've told us to participate in a local church that we would be a blessing to that church. We would serve in that church. We would commit to that church that the gospel would continue to go out. We come and I pray as we go back to work today. Bless us today. 
Use us today. I, I pray that you let these words ring in our hearts as we leave here. We love you and we thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.